Hello and welcome back to the Arcade Podcast. Um, if you were listening 24 hours ago to my little update, you might detect a slight change in my voice. Um, I have brought the great American people a little taste of England, namely my 16th uh, winter cold uh, of the year. Although, as several people have pointed out to me, a lot of visitors who come to Salt Lake City uh, neglect to consider the effect of the altitude. We're at 4,000 600, 4,800 feet here, I think. And I must admit, as an asthmatic, yesterday I definitely felt it. This is an amazing city to be in. It's amazing to be surrounded by mountains. But I'm getting breathless a little bit more quickly. I'm definitely feeling a bit dehydrated um, and trying to uh, adapt to that. Just for context, I live in Norfolk. Um, spent most of last week in Amsterdam, so I was below sea level. So it's possible that I'm just an exceptional case. Everyone else, don't be put off from coming here. It's a lovely place. You're not going to get ill like me. I'm just a, a weakling. Anyway, um, this is uh, my update from the first day of the 33rd National Conference on the Beginning Design Student. For the third year in a row, I've been privileged to come here. I'm supported by the Architecture Research Group uh, and the Teaching Innovation Project Fund at De Montfort University that have brought me here. Um, and I spoke yesterday at the conference, but I also had a chance to do what I've done for the last couple of years which is go around between the sessions and at the end of the day and talk to some of the people who have been involved in making the conference happen, but also some of the delegates who are here. So uh, in this first of two special podcasts from the conference, what I've mostly done today, or rather yesterday on the first day of the conference, is speak to some of the co-chairs and the people who have made this happen. I've also, uh, over the last 48 hours, started to meet people and started just chatting about their their story, why they're here, what they're doing. So um, as as always, it's just a, a little smorgasbord of different insights into the conference. And I'll be back tomorrow with uh, some highlights of the second day of the conference. Erin uh, Carraher, it's a pleasure to see you again. We last spoke a year ago in San Luis Obispo at the end of the conference there. And you uh, confessed to some nervousness about announcing that we were going to be coming here to Salt Lake City in Utah for the conference. So here we are. We've had a fantastic first evening. We had the reception last night in the first session. Can you talk a little bit about the preparations that have gone into this conference and how it's all come together? Sure. Well, it's nice to see you again, and it's great to be here. It's uh, wonderful to have the keynote lecture be, be past that. So everything else from here is smooth sailing. Um, we're really excited to have the conference in Utah. It's both an opportunity for us to show off a little bit some of the things that we're working on. You know, I think everything is a work in progress, but we're in the midst of some really exciting curriculum revisions. And also, it's a great time of year to be in the, be in the mountains. So um, we're happy to have the conference here. And what, in, a, in a nutshell, what do you think is the character of the School of Architecture here? Because for me, uh, and we heard this in the keynote this morning, the, the sense of location and identity from that location is strong every which way you look there's a mountain but what for you sums up the character of the school of architecture here i think it's a really unique place i think both geographically in in its in its location adjacent to the mountains um, and also culturally in terms of the level of commitment to collaboration that i think is really unique here so both amongst the faculty and amongst the students and between both as well it's a really wonderful place to 
work with people, um, as I think demonstrated by this conference, the, the multiple departments that are that came together to, to put on the conference. I think it's a really great time to be here because we're in, in such a period of transition in so many ways. So building off of strengths of the past and also imagining um, from the foundation through the capstone what a contemporary curriculum model might look like. So after 20 years of working essentially from the same curriculum structure, we're in the process of I wouldn't say blowing it up because that sounds like a very destructive process, but allowing ourselves the freedom to totally reimagine what architecture education might look like. And you also have the advantage this week of seeing lots of great examples of other people's pedagogies and projects. So I think something that I, the reason I come all this way for this conference is basically to steal other people's good practice. Erin, um, thanks so much and uh, I look forward to the rest of the conference. My name is Emmanuel Moreno. I'm uh, from El Paso, Texas. I teach for the El Paso Community College. I'm an associate professor there. And uh, I'm here to learn is what I'm here for. And you're one of the delegates who isn't speaking. You're, like, you're a sort of pedagogical tourist. You're just here to pick up some ideas. Bef this is your first NCBDS, is that right? It's the second one. Okay. And so coming here, what are your uh, expectations? What do you want to learn? What do you want to steal from other, other speakers? I'm here for two reasons. One is obviously to learn from the other speakers and pick up some good ideas. And two, our school is so isolated from other, other uh, schools in the United States that we, we try to make sure that we're teaching what we're supposed to be teaching. Um, and, and sometimes we come here just to validate ourselves and say, okay, that is what we're supposed to be teaching, or at least we're along the right line of teaching. I don't really want to ask you for any highlights yet because you've literally just had one session. We've had a keynote, but I thought the keynote that we had this morning was really uh, powerful. In the, it sort of sowed a seed of empathy as a as a common strand through what we do, um, because certainly the session that I just went to, I, we were in two separate rooms there. The session that I went to continued that idea about how we can teach empathy as a soft skill in design and students. What do you think is the for you the the major challenge of teaching architecture? What is the for you the daily the thing that troubles you the most or keeps you awake at night that you feel you want to you would like to learn from this conference? It's just there's there's so much that I want to teach that I'm limited to teaching and uh, you know being a part of the El Paso Community College. It's only I only have the students for two years, so there's only so much I can teach. Um, but in talking about the, the today's morning lecture, it was really quite interesting to me. We are working on a, uh, in, in Design Studio, we're working on a project uh, that pretty much talks about empathy. So this is completely um, coincidental to me. And it seems to be a, a general, I mean, coming from this, it seems like it's a general theme across mm -hmm. uh, the board is that we, we need to pay more attention to our environment. Uh, you know, he's talking about empathy he was talking about empathy for people who are homeless, and you know the project that I have for my students is empathy for a very old neighborhood with poor, very poor conditions. So it was quite interesting to hear that. Mm. And you know, at the same time, uh, I'm trying to teach empathy to my students, not just well, as a as a design solution for a good piece of architecture. My name is Gabriella D'Angelo. I'm an assistant professor of architecture at Hobart and William Smith Colleges in Geneva, New York. And like a couple of the people I've spoken to today, you're just a tourist here. You're, you're not speaking, which is why you're so relaxed. 
you don't have your MacBook out, you're yeah. not furiously preparing your PowerPoint slides. Mm. Um, can you tell me a little bit about what, what you do yeah. in your day-to-day -day job and why that leads you to come to this conference to, to find out what other people do? Absolutely. Um, so uh, as, a, as a teacher, I guess I'm focusing 24-7 on design. I'm kind of the in-house resident designer. Um, I teach a variety of uh, architecture design studios and some foundation art courses that the students end up taking before they get to an architectural studio. Um, so I come here because it's the most inspiring conference that I've found so far that's not stuffy also or pretentious, which I think is really important in terms of creating an inspiring um, a conference to learn from where people can engage and not feel kind of uh, crazy but um, yeah so I'm here because I, I like to learn what other people are doing and get inspiration from that and challenge what I'm doing which I never want to be stagnant so that's kind of my why I'm here I guess and I'm it's probably too early to ask you for your first impressions because you've only seen one session in the mm -hmm. keynote but I'm interested to know because I didn't I don't really have any uh, frame of reference for this. You've come from the northeast and we're here in, in Utah. It's, we're outside at lunchtime and it's lovely and there's a mountain over there. What's your, when, before you came here, what was your, how does the average American think of, first of all, Salt Lake City, but also Utah and perhaps this university, if you knew anything about it? Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't know much about the university itself, but in terms of um, Salt Lake City, I mean, my impressions of it is that it was this kind of city sitting in a bowl surrounded by mountains, and I think that, that that's exactly what it is visually. I wasn't expecting, though, the kind of crazy diversity that constructs the city. Like, there's these beautiful little bungalow houses and then all these kind of crazy structures surrounding it. Like, if there's no zone or something like that, it's kind of like the Wild West or something out here in a sense. But my sense of Utah is that it's, it's incredibly beautiful and um, really connected to nature. There's a million state parks, like, down and throughout this area. And so um, with this kind of deserty appeal to it as well, diversity so I was just anticipating seeing a totally different landscape than what I'm used to seeing in upstate New York and this is a great time of year for a conference last year in California everyone I think from every corner of the states we needed spring to arrive yeah. and I certainly did and I think uh, this is unseasonably warm right now yeah. but it is very nice to be sitting outside with a snow-capped mountain yeah. just over it's my right shoulder <laughs> with this louvered framework <laughs> and uh, last year Erin Carraher made uh, in her announcement of this conference one of the first things she had to say was to reassure people you can get a drink in Salt Lake City and I have to say <laughs> there haven't been any problems so far it's been, it's been good fun there was a great reception last yeah. night I, I didn't go to the reception but I bought a six pack of beer that seemed pretty interesting and, and diverse from what I'm used to and then I was like oh no like am I going to get put in jail for bringing some beer into my hotel room like I don't know if this is allowed or not didn't even think about it that's probably a really stupid question also to be considering but I don't know what the laws are for, for alcohol around here everyone every, this is, this, in the podcast this is going to sound really out of context and it's not that we're all alcoholics but it is a genuine concern of everyone here yes absolutely the conference is run on cocktails and there is a cocktail hour later yes. on but um, I think what I found most remarkable was when I got here on Wednesday the first place I went to was a brew pub brewing its own beer nobody carded me I've never really? I've never been anywhere in America in my life and not been carded for alcohol so I think it's actually all just a ruse 
They make great beer here, but they just don't want anyone to know about it. I got carded for going into a restaurant yesterday before I even sat down, like before they even sat you. They were like, let's see your ID and scan it. And I was like, really? Maybe they... I don't want to drink. What if I am, you know, 16? Or maybe the food, you need to be carded for food here as well. Maybe. We're we're definitely not in Kansas anymore. (laughs) Thank you so much for talking to me. Have a great afternoon. I will. Thank you. Elpida Tsutsinakis. I'm an assistant professor lecturer here at the University of Utah, and I'm a co-chair of the conference. And to that end, you have, in the last half hour, I've seen you stacking chairs, moving furniture around. You're doing the kind of classic co-chair roles. So it's the end of the first day. We're here at the clubhouse, formerly the Ladies Literary Clubhouse here in Salt Lake City. Um, I'm, I'll talk, I want to talk a little bit about what you do here in the, in the college normally, but first of all, what has been the sort of impression of the first day of the conference to you? I think it's going well. I wish I could say more about the actual sessions, but for us, it's gone smoothly. People seem to be happy. I think people are always pleasantly surprised when they get to Salt Lake City because they have a lot of preconceptions about what it'll be like. So it's going good. And what are those preconceptions that I have about Salt Lake City? Do tell me. I think typically people ex- don't expect much. They have low expectations that uh, maybe it uh, will be conservative and stodgy and boring. But it's a beautiful place. People are struck by the beauty. Uh, yeah, and I've said that to other people. And any which way we look, there's a mountain. And clearly, a, I've, and a person who shall remain nameless said the problem of teaching here is that uh, on snow days, students evaporate because they're, they're snowboarding, skiing, climbing. So... It, can't, it must be a tough life for them. Can we talk a little bit about what your expertise is because you're not the classic architect and I know architecture dominates this conference. Could we talk a little bit about what you do and how, what your teaching is at the college? Yeah, my, well, my education is in architecture, uh, but after practicing for a short while, I, I sort of got restless and quit and started doing letterpress printing and got into graphic design and then um, got back to architecture through teaching and started teaching beginning design studios and at the same time got involved with this new program. So I've sort of been jumping disciplines from architecture to graphics to product all around. And I found that the thing that ties that all together is um, an approach to how we begin that process. Um, And so that's why I'm so compelled by this conference, because it's all about that beginning design student and how one introduces oneself to that process. And so you work with Cole Bowen, who I'll speak to in a moment. Um, And I saw a little exhibition of some of your students' work upstairs in the, the college. It must be quite a privilege for a school of architecture and other programs to have access to an expert in letterpress printing how have you seen that manifested in the different programs or students do they engage differently with it whether they're product designers or architects or graphic designers yeah i mean you know, i think it's some it could be thought of as a little bit superfluous or or indulgent but it's actually i think a really great foundation for students to understand that when you look at something on the screen uh, when you look at the white space that's not just white space somewhere on the press you have to fill that in with wood or lead or material and so it's a really great chance for them to have a physical interaction with that and understand it in a much different way. We've even used letterpress as an introduction to parametricism for the architecture students because uh, you know, letters and words and paragraphs and sentences could be thought of as a parametric system. And so we get them on the press and we get them thinking about it in that way. And then it's um, kind of an interesting translation for them to the built environment. And I appreciate that you have a lot on your plate to run the conference. You can't hear everything or even be in every, every session. But what do you hope to take away personally from the conference being here? What do you want to keep when we all go home? Well, I hope that um, we can, as a, a collective group of 
pedagogues, I guess, uh, start to shift the conversation more towards ethics and values. It's the theme of the conference. I don't know if that's actually happening in the sessions, but I think that it's um, really important for us to start to educate the ethical global citizen designer from the very beginning. So we can still start with the spots and dots, like we like to call it, um, but get them thinking from the very beginning, not just how they should do something, but if they should do it at all and why they should be doing it. Claude Bowen, nice to meet you again. We yes, met. Yes, it's been two years, right? Yeah, it was two years ago, and it was around. It was the first evening of NCBDS in Houston, and I rocked up to a pretty nice bar, and you were a very friendly host. Absolutely. So, you're in a very select group of people who have hosted or been a co-chair of the NCBDS twice, because you seem to go to places and the conference follows you, or That's you right. follow the conference. So, That's right. I recently changed jobs, and I arrived and the conference was coming. And we now know where the next conference will be, and I'm sure I'm going to see you at another conference, and you'll have moved on. Apparently I have to apply yes to (laughs) We shouldn't say that. We don't know that. that Yeah, I'll cut that bit out. Thank you very much for today. It's been a great first day. This is is the culmination of a lot of work for you. Can you tell me how it feels halfway through the, the, the main days of the conference? how it's coming together from your point of view now that you've got everyone here and you can see the papers for me. I know you can't see everything. But. Um, I, it, well, first, it, it, yeah, the, I, I wish I could claim a lot of the work, but we have an incredible team. Uh, you know, Elpitha Sutsunakis, who you've met, has done a terrific job. Aaron Karahara has done a great job. Um, I'm more at 50,000 feet, so I get to just kind of wander around. But it's incredible to see this group of people come together over and over. New faces are starting to show up. You know, I feel like this conference is growing in a really uh, promising way uh, to give a little bit more power to foundation teaching, which I think is honestly the most important uh, piece of design education. And it's something that some would say is undervalued or it's a, it's a position that people are given quite early in their careers and expected to progress outwards. Yes, and in, in, uh, even coming into this position, being a director of a program, my first comments to the dean, to the provost, everyone was, we're, we're, going to, we're going to focus on the freshmen and really put our best efforts there because when you build that energy, it just trails right through the program. I should say, we're sitting here with the beer. I didn't properly introduce you. Would you like to tell me your new title now that you're here at uh, the University of Utah? Uh, Sure, absolutely. Uh, My title is Associate Professor. Uh, uh, It's a clinical line, but I'm a a director of the Multidisciplinary Design Program here at the University of Utah. We are a product design program. We deal in um, primarily digital and physical product with some experimentation in what we call platform product, where we actually design companies. And you're located in the College of Architecture and and Design. So uh, we were speaking speaking a little bit earlier, and I think it's important to to talk. I I approach this from architecture. I talk about it as if it's an architecture conference, and it isn't really exclusively architecture. Can you talk a little bit about the makeup of the college at Utah as you see it now? Because it sounds like it's quite an interesting uh, balance of these different disciplines. Sure, and our program's relatively new. The college was primarily started as architecture and planning, and we have been added as this product design program to kind of explore how, through design, we could connect with the rest of the university. We have a huge medical center, an incredible entrepreneurial program on campus, and we're looking for ways that design students can be a part of those programs and our program at the same time. So, the, And that actually bleeds into architecture and planning. So we, we find that we're all thinking very similar uh, obviously, right? That's that's a no-brainer, and the program is shifting 
I think in a way, uh, it's really clever and it's great with the, with the dean that's here now, where students are having real impact. In fact, they're being asked to reach outside the academic sphere with their work. And uh, whether it's with people or starting companies, but really thinking beyond uh, what's inside the university. And what would you like to take away from this conference? What would you like to keep here in Salt Lake City when we've all gone home? I think the diversity of ideas and seeing all the multiple views is a great reminder for anyone who would host this university that we're not alone. We think different, but we also think alike, right? I always say that we are, we are very different in our beliefs, but we're so often similar in our distresses, right? Where we struggle with students, where we struggle with the academic, academic institution. And I think knowing this truth is what we should keep here because it reminds us that we're not alone. Many thanks to all my contributors who spoke to me yesterday during and at the end of the first day of the 33rd National Conference on the Beginning of Design Student here in Salt Lake City, the University of Utah. I should have mentioned at the start of the podcast, and a couple of my guests did refer to it, we had a fantastic opening keynote from Professor Stephen Goldsmith, who's a professor here at the University of Utah. The theme of the conference is Begin With Why, um, and he presented a keynote about holding the empathetic response Uh, in students and in design disciplines and the great opportunities that we have as designers to do that. Um, I am going to try and pin down Stephen today, the second day of the conference, to have a word with him about that if I can. So thank you so much for listening. Thanks again for subscribing. And as I said a couple of days ago on this podcast, thank you for your patience uh, in the many months of uh, silence from me. I am still alive. The podcast is still alive and there's much, much more to come. So go to iTunes, uh, subscribe in the iTunes store for podcasts or go to the website arcadepodcast.com and pick up the RSS uh, link which you can paste into any podcast catcher. You can also follow me on Twitter at Arcade Podcast for news of new episodes. So thanks for listening and uh, I will talk to you again tomorrow here in Salt Lake City, Utah.